Hi guys, it's Sarah from Weird Horizon. Thank you for joining me where I'm joined again by my good friend Lewis as we ramble on about the differences between historical Hollow Earth theory and modern Hollow Earth theory and the many, many issues with it. I really wanted to talk about how there is this idea of this inner space, this subterranean mm-hmm. place in sort of pop culture it keeps cropping up there is an element of it which really captures the imagination like i say it's not necessarily hollow earth theory but it could be as simple as lord of the rings there's like dwarves and goblins spend all of their time underground mm-hmm. um you know in futurama there's like old new york which is this whole city underground where like there's this whole other group of like people mm-hmm. but you know they're they're mutants and they're different Artemis Fowl, the the kids' books, there's the fairies, and they live in this subterranean mm-hmm. uh, place, and they got this advanced technology, and they come up to the surface using magma flutes or whatever in these little shells. These ideas are, are, are fairly common. Mm-hmm. Um, Very much like a... They're a real hall- hallmark of fantasy writing, though, aren't they? Yes. I think because if you're... Unless you're setting a story in space... Again, if you want something to have a plausible real-world setting, it's one of the few places you really can do it. Because like you were mm. saying, there's just there's not that much of the Earth that is fully unexplored. Yes. Right? <laughs> Especially if you're writing a, like a kid's fantasy or something. You want to at least leave the little nugget of an idea that this could potentially be true, right? Abs- absolutely, yeah. Otherwise, what is the point? Where's the fun <laughs> in that, you know? In a lot of fiction um, that's trying to be a bit political, but not really, they don't want to get in trouble, they'll come up with some foreign-sounding country, Eastern European sort of... Yeah, what's the Marvel one that's Oh, like... and they blow it up. Mm-hmm. They blow it up. Yeah, it can't be overly political. Yeah, but it just speaks to like this idea that, you know, oh, those kind of places over there don't really exist in a way. It might as well be fantasy. I can't remember all the names to those countries. Uh, there's no history there. They're just you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know everything about the culture. <laughs> to my knowledge, no one like made up like a state in America. Like no one's made a movie. It... No, not as far as I'm aware. Especially not like made up a state just to fucking blow it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my god, the entire population of um, well, I can't even think of I like a, make... a, a made up. I think you'd have name. to like take two states and just um... shove them together. Like... Oh, Idaho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ark and Maine. <laughs> They blew it up. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't really do that now, could you? No. But you can like imply that any kind of specific society is living underground, and it's like, well, you don't know. No, it could be not, there. You're not specifically taking over any known territory that we're aware of. Yeah. So you can kind of, if you want to, sidestep the idea that you might be colonizing someone's homeland. Um, if they're like unapologetically evil group of people, you know, if they're, you know, doing a, a bad, evil, naughty thing, then again, it doesn't matter because they're, they're center of the earth humans. They're not the same. You know, they're Cetopians. It doesn't matter. You know. My question for you is, you may notice, you may not. Say they were to discover a big underground cavern. Mm-hmm. If you owned like a portion of the earth above it, like how far down does that go? I'm sure there is, someone will be like, oh, I know exactly how far down. And it probably varies wildly yeah. depending on where you are. But yeah. I feel like there's going to be some countries in the world where if you own like a mile of land, 
you own it all the way down. It's very possible. You know, it would be like sea borders. Like mm -hmm. if a submarine entered national waters, that still counts. Just because it's under the, the water doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's not um, outside of jurisdiction. But doesn't it have to be defendable? Like for something to be your border, don't you have to be able to theoretically defend it? Well, not even necessarily. Like, for example, there's there's been problems like between the, the UK and Iceland over fishing because both countries, Iceland more than the, the UK, relies on the fishing industry mm -hmm. uh, quite heavily. So um, despite being under sort of EU jurisdiction, you know, to an extent, Iceland has slowly acquired more and more fishing territory mm -hmm. and uh, into territory which was controlled by by the uk but it keeps growing larger and larger so it's not just military uh, defendable purposes it's also okay. uh, commercial and industrial i guess it's exploitable water is another way you yeah. could look at it because that would be the first question if we did discover any kind of substantial underground deposits of anything literally yeah. anything the first question is going to be who's going to lay claim to it and you know who's gonna exploit all of the uh, resources that it holds it's true i mean it's it's upsetting but i mean what reason would we want to go down there in the first place humans have developed quite sophisticated boring technology there is some truly terrifying pictures of these vast uh, mining systems in some nations in fact there was a big i believe it was a titanium mine in russia mm -hmm. um and they dug a hole so deep and so wide that if you stood next to it like on the side of the hole the air difference would just suck you straight in like helicopters can't fly over it mm -hmm. um, because uh, this air sucking phenomenon that occurs there yeah i wonder if it's the one i was reading about because yeah i think russia has like the the deepest hole <laughs> <laughs> which is like only seven and a half kilometers deep or something yeah that's insane um, that's real deep but I don't know. I think we could go. We'd have to go deeper if you want to get. You are scratching the surface. Even like old style models of um, Hollow Earth. You know, we go back to the Edmund Halley idea of like concentric spheres inside the Earth. Mm, yeah. I don't know how he came to that hypothesis. It's so like mechanically difficult. Like even just to make something that's made of five concentric spheres. So incredible. Anyway, that was his yeah, theory. A Russian doll of Earths. Yeah. But even so, the outer crust, um, 500 kilometers thick. Which is nuts. So like, even yeah. by his estimation, like not even close to scraping the surface to seeing if that's uh, deep enough. There is just, that's the thing. I think it doesn't take into consideration just the mass of the Earth just how big the Earth is. It's a real big place. I don't know if that is part of it. it just, it is... Difficult, I'd probably say impossible to really comprehend how big just our planet is. Yeah. And to think that there is, you know... And when people think of Hollow Earth, they think of like, you know, again, this sort of finite space. They imagine like a, a cutaway of the planet and there's Big Ben and there's <laughs> yeah. there's all these landmarks, you know, sort of squeezed somehow onto the, the surface. Mm -hmm. The surface of the planet is big. It's real big. Yeah. Even if the center of the Earth was comparatively tiny compared to the surface of the Earth, that's, that's still huge. That is, like you say, it really does extend beyond reasonable human imagination. Yeah. I can't, I mean, we live in the UK. I can't stand outside and look, you know, into the distance and in my mind really understand how much further there is 
just <laughs> yeah. to the coast. And, you know, we don't live that far from the coast. Really, yeah. It's it's quite a shame that we don't go more often, quite frankly. But... <laughs> it's a waste. But, like, I, can, I can't, in my mind, comprehend that, let alone then the size of the island that we're on and, and then the continent and then the globe. I just don't think it's something that people can really get their head around. Otherwise, I think you just go mad. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I've been all over the UK. I'm, I'm aware of like the distances you got to travel, and but you know you look on a map and the UK's tiny. Mm-hmm. And the maps themselves are deceiving because it's all warped and everything. Like I didn't know until recently, Alaska was like bigger than Texas and like a bunch of other states combined or something like yeah. that. But it's just oh, you know, it's up there in the corner. Another part of it is how technology and communications. It's in a sense, you've heard the phrase, it's made the world a smaller place. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people who are even in hollow earth theory, to an extent, may have lost some perspective. I think so. Because when you hear about modern hollow earth theory, it feels like it's really trying to pull in like every modern conspiracy theory. Everyone's here. That, yeah, Rodney Clough. His website, which is basically the front page for Hollow Earth discussions on the internet, and it's just trying to pull in everything, every kind of unexplained thing, and say, okay, well, maybe they're inside the Earth. <laughs> it's, it's like a real catch-all answer for everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. UFOs, inside the Earth. God? Inside the Earth. <laughs> Atlantis? You never guess what. <laughs> inside the Earth. I think it's... People want to have an answer for something, don't they? And yeah. it's it's an answer. It's just the things that it's become an answer for is oh. it's not all utopia. Yeah. It's not all heaven. It's a lot of it is not. <laughs> a lot of it is Nazis. <laughs> it's Nazis. Uh, all the boats from the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, they get sucked down there. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's just a bunch of planes and boats stuck there. Yeah, there's like some people think that it might it might be one of the entrances to. And the interior of the earth because it's it's kind of broadened out from this idea that it's just the poles because for a long time it was really focused around the pole because a lot of this writing was happening when they're relatively unexplored yeah like, people are aware of the aurora borealis <laughs> yeah. but didn't really understand what it was caused by yeah um and obviously there were native peoples living in the north and mm-hmm. north pole particularly but you know for western explorers it was one of those again one of those few untapped regions of, of earth white men hadn't reached yet you know whilst people are freezing on the hms terror you know other people are imagining well ah well if they did get to uh, the north pole maybe that's where we'll find our passageway into earth too and we can explore all of that i guess it was one of the last relatively unexplored places mm. and when uh, sims was coming up with his hollow earth theory probably the first one to really define it as a hollow earth theory and really put his name behind it because people who come before had sort of like hinted at aspects of it but no one came up and said i'm gonna put my you know scientific word behind this theory as soon as he came out came out with this theory it was unchanged until he died he was absolutely staunch (laughs) like no hollow earth open at the top and the bottom but when he died Three or four years later, they managed to go to the poles yeah. and they managed to see that there was, there was nothing there. Yeah, there's no beam of light. <laughs> yeah, the, the earth isn't like, you know, a cord olive, oh. you know. <laughs> so he like really caught the attention at this point where like the fervor around it was at its most like 
insane. Everyone was just like, what is going on up there? There's, there's got to be something, you know. <laughs> it's like this is the last chance to find some fantastical world, you know. And I think a lot of people really did want there to be some major discovery. But yeah. when he died, he was probably thinking he was, you know, on the real fringe of discovering something that would make his name known forever. But he certainly inspired a lot. Just the, you know, the the idea of it being in the in one of the polls. Who's the bloke who wrote Cthulhu again? You know, all that mythos. Lovecraft. Stuff. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. He wrote a famous story based on Alan Poe's book mm-hmm. about an exploration to the North Pole, which there's a portal to a dimension of madness or whatever. Naturally. But again, harkens back to this this idea of the poles of this place of the unknown, mm-hmm. and they will be this gateway to this other world, uh, perhaps a hollow world. <laughs> I think it all comes down to them, the like magnetic north or just north on the compass. This idea that you could go somewhere on the planet and like. Everything you can sort of measure about the world around you can kind of be inverted. You know? <laughs> sure, yeah. Your north on your compass will kind of not point north for you. <laughs> it was like <laughs> the weirdest thing you can possibly imagine. Because like, a lot of these scientific theories and what people coming up with at that time were just based on what you could observe. So a lot of them were based on what happens at small scale, theorizing what would happen at a large scale. Potentially, the formation of the Earth was like loads of Earth in a big bucket <laughs> that was being spun around. Because that was an effect that we could view. You could observe at a small scale. You could do a scientific experiment and you could see that for yourself. So a lot of these theories came out of like, what can I observe at the ground level? <laughs> and just really extrapolating it outwards. Yeah. Um, so this idea that you could get to a point at the planet where the thing that you've trusted in, the <laughs> compass, this thing that is usually like immutable, yeah. even though it's not. Everyone loves the compass. Yeah, we love it, you know. <laughs> this idea you could go somewhere and your compass would go haywire. like Terrifying. It's, you know, horror shorthand. Yeah, your right. Compasses go nuts. It's not quite the same, you know, when, when you know, it's like, oh no, I've got no signal on my phone <laughs> in, in modern horror movies. It's... No, it's, it's not quite as good. But like that started off for a lot of them. Like I said, Edmund Halley... He um, started looking into what is it within the Earth that causes a difference between like geographic north and magnetic north. He theorized that there was something huge within the Earth that was able to influence the magnetic poles. Ah, like a big monkey with with a with a lightning axe. Yeah, or a very large amount of molten metal. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're not wrong. <laughs> It's not a wrong thing to suppose. <laughs> there is something moving around underneath our feet, but it's just, just the core of the earth, unfortunately. Yeah. But it would be much more interesting if it was a giant monkey. <laughs> it just would. Yeah. I think that's why I find it interesting. It still is interesting. Even if you know that there are people out there who think Hollow Earth is great because it is the last guarded place for the nazi scientists to live out the rest of their decrepit lives oh they're just waiting for the hat trick you know just the one day you know they'll come out with all their underground tiger tanks and oh i don't know i'm sure that'll work why was nazi propaganda so successful with these people it's maddening i get it the all the footage we've got of nazis in the war was footage that was 
carefully curated by the Nazis to make themselves look powerful. So I guess it worked um, because to this day, look, you know, when I was a kid learning about World War II, I knew guys at school and they'd be like, the Germans had a much better tank than British or the MG42 is the best gun in Call of Duty. And these people have grown up and they've taken that information and extrapolated it to the Germans were the most technologically advanced people on earth at that time and if they'd won the war we'd all be living on mars by now or yeah. whatever and it's like if they were that good if they were that technologically advanced wouldn't they have won i, do <laughs> I don't know this technological advancement thing is just trips people up when it comes to conspiracy theories all the time doesn't it yeah the ancient aliens thing <laughs> just there must have been some intelligent race more intelligent than we can comprehend that was secretly pulling strings all along as if like there's some sort of innate right and wrong things should happen just because they should happen you know as if it's not all just marbles in a, in a box yeah and it's it's disrespectful i'm not the first person to point this out at all what's easier to believe that a bunch of people in the desert worked really hard and built the giant pyramids with mathematics and technology and careful planning or fucking aliens came down to earth or from the earth or, or from yeah. the <laughs> that's where they are yeah and you have to remember they're inside the earth and they'll come out and just give a little guiding hand whenever whenever we need it and then they go back in again yeah you know, and you know. they did nothing about world war Two. Oh man but let me tell you, when Atlantis was around, you should have seen him in action. People love taking Plato literally. <laughs> like, it's just one of these, read a bit of Plato and be like, this shit's, that was amazing. <laughs> Did you hear about Atlantis? <laughs> have you heard about this place? I can't believe people don't write about this more. <laughs> Previous to Plato. Where is it? We've got to find it. <laughs> Again, Atlantis is one of these places that was theorized to be in the center of the earth, even though it's fucking allegory made up by Plato. Yeah. Like the cave. Like the cave. Let's go find the cave, bros. Let's it's all find inside the cave. Hollow Earth. Hollow rebranded the cave. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever said that Elvis is inside Hollow Earth. Well, I mean, that would make the most sense, you know, mm -hmm. because everyone would recognize him. There's no way he could get plastic surgery, right? Not at his age. He's just one of those names, um, when you like read into any of this stuff, there's certain names that come up over and over again, like Marilyn Monroe. It, it's real pop culture names. Like people who die early or tragically, they are just, they can't be gone. JFK can't be gone. <laughs> Trust me, I watched the video, JFK's super gone. But, like he is absolutely enmeshed with this stuff. Like all the people who are into the UFO stuff, they, the amount of people who had direct contact with JFK. So like you could do a whole podcast episode about just the the links between this stuff and jfk the amount of people who say uh jfk is an alien you know or is some sort of ascended being he's just the dude who got assassinated you, you got hella shot yeah can we talk about giants in we can talk about giants in, in in the hollow earth i don't know if you've ever read journey to the center of the earth no so it's one of those stories that's sort of divvied up into sort of very short chapters. I'm assuming it was distributed in papers in like a serialized form. And um, <laughs> there's this bit where like they come to this landmass at the, the edge of this giant ocean that they've been crossing. I guess it's where all the water on earth goes to if it leaks. 
they get to the the other side of this this ocean and they're like wow look at all those mammoths and stuff over there there's just like a huge herd of them like how buffalo used to be yeah um and they're just like roaming around and like um wow look and there's a human tending to them and it's like well those must all be pygmy mammoths then nope it's just a real tall dude <laughs> Is it because the like the greenery and everything is much richer? Is it one of those uh, the soil and stuff hasn't been depleted, so everything's much more, you know, yeah, bioavailable? Mean, that would be as good a reason as any. I, I guess. take it there isn't really a reason. Not really. I mean, because they also find bones of like Neanderthals okay. um, and like extinct hominids that are vaguely related to ancient humans i mean i know we're not really descended from neanderthals but at the time they they mm -hmm. thought we were yeah so there was this idea of, of primitive man living at the center of the earth yes i remember reading about that they were like is that a uh, is that a man like ape or is it an ape like man <laughs> that's very yeah see this is why it's so interesting because Prior to this, this story, ideas about going to the center of the, the earth, you know, you find these advanced civilizations, you know, these people who are living carefree and then, you know, colonialism rolls around and it's like, oh man, you know, we go to the center of the earth and it's like all the humans here that haven't been disturbed, they're all savages and they're hunter-gatherers and huge brutish fellows. So we've talked a lot about how Hollow Earth theory is sort of seen in popular culture, or, or at least how it used to be. You know, it's obviously it's changed a lot over the years since its uh, conception. It's been informed by scientists and, and theorists. And it went from sort of fantasy, and then it was when paleontology became a thing. It was sort of adapted by that. But it's interesting to see how in the, and I mean like the modern day, Hollow Earth specifically is only really seen as a, not tongue-in-cheek, but silly. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the fun conspiracy. It's the wacky one. Yeah. Um, obviously, people don't treat it with, it's not treated seriously scientifically and never, never really has been. Um, there wasn't really any point in history where many people earnestly believed in Hollow Earth. Never really had that big of a reach. No. That Sims was the one who got this idea out to the most people, but he wasn't a scientist. He was just someone who really believed in it and was willing to put the time behind it. So he didn't really have any scientific following. And I can kind of respect that. You yeah. Know, in a weird way. Yeah. He's very, it's very sort of um, just an American businessman. You know, he <laughs> had an idea, he knew how to market it, and he knew how to get it in front of people. And people were interested in it, but it really didn't have any like major scientific backing so i think it's always been seen as like a bit of a wacky one and there's certain names that get associated with hollow earth wrongly because i mm. think people are always trying to find a scientific precedent for it that just, just doesn't really exist yeah so i was reading about euler who came up with innumerable mathematical equations like there's so many things named after him because he was just physicist you know he's one of those guys mathematician like insanely clever guy but people like to associate him with hollow earth and i found the eula foundation back in 2007 they put out a little thing just trying to distance themselves from it but again it's very tongue-in-cheek it's like here are all the people who reference eula um he didn't say any of this stuff he didn't even imply any of this stuff <laughs> it's a lot of people reading between the lines um, but that was back in 2007 and people were Still trying to put this distance between, like, oh, you know, it's quite funny, but 
he's a scientist. And like, don't, <laughs> don't treat it as anything more than just a bit of a joke. But I wonder how different the response would be if it was today. Because 2007, I can't imagine that many people that were really talking about from that degree? Certainly not. Back in 2007, I think there was an Adult Swim live-action TV show <laughs> called Soul of the Mole Men. Okay. Where um, it's like a, a pastiche, a parody, I guess, of like, you know, sort of 70s sci-fi shows. It was a bit of Doctor Who and a bit of... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, a Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, but about these guys who go to the centre of the Earth. Obviously, that no one's taking that seriously. Obviously, like no. the the whole idea is a joke. It's it's part of sort of like science fiction canon enough to be parodied. But now, yeah, now it's starting to be sort of lumped in the same way people talk about the Illuminati mm. or they talk about lizard people in that like, oh, very funny, haha. Maybe ten years ago, and now it's a bit like. I think it's perfectly reasonable to be critical of governments and you know it's certainly interesting to explore ideas uh, in a constructive way that said <laughs> i'm not yeah. sure the government is really capable of keeping a lid on a hole to the center of the earth no that's the, it's the anti-government anti-scientific viewpoint i think that people have the most issue with because as we were saying like early on early hollow earth things people were willing to lobby the government to fund an expedition to have a look because you know rightly or wrongly they believed that a government expedition would get them the truth if the truth was there yeah if if there was a hollow earth to be found they had the money to put down to find out yeah the immediate assumption was if a hollow earth was there it wasn't you know that the government is gonna try and obscure it from us yeah and like I said, the amount of effort that people go into to try and find some scientific precedent for these things imply that at least until very recently, people were willing to believe scientists. And that if a respected scientist said something about Hollow Earth, they would believe them. Now, most of the time, people only want to believe older scientists because for some reason, they seem to think that scientists nowadays they've been gotten to yeah they're in the pocket of the of the g-men yeah they're in on it and that's the really damaging viewpoint it's not the idea that there might be things in hollow earth and whatever you want to be in there like whether it be dinosaurs yeah whatever uh, you want there's going to be issues with it but the real issue is the fact that the people who are unwilling to believe whatever any scientist or any person of authority has to say about it because they're in authority. that That's the really dangerous bit. If someone drilled a, a big hole, maybe at the bottom of one of those Russian mine shafts, and accidentally fell into a big subterranean cavern, and it turned out that all this time there was a whole bunch of dinosaurs that were living under an internal half-sun, half-moon kind of formation. The, the weird thing is that I'm not even sure people would be that super duper excited like it would be like don't get me wrong that's a big deal but yeah. you know if there's a scientific explanation for that i'm imagining that the kind of logistics of that would be kind of covered fairly quickly yeah the only reason we'd actively seek out something like that is that there would be some kind of capital to be gained from that kind of exploration what the conspiracy theorists are interested in is the idea that 
it's already been found Mm -hmm. and it's being obscured obfuscated from yeah from reality which yeah like you're saying puts a lot of faith in people to cover that up i don't believe for example that the the moon landing was faked but that is a more believable cover-up than oh um, for sure like then like the layman cannot just go to the moon and check <laughs> it's not really a thing that's possible for any individual person but... even with a really good telescope i'm not sure you can see the flag for example yeah. there's a a closed sort of circle of people who are directly responsible for the moon landing it's a big circle but still there's a finite number of people who are as time goes on, they're dying out, I guess. You yeah. Know? So again, I don't believe in it, but that's a more believable cover-up than the fact that this thing has been not only covered up, but specifically covered up for a very long time, I would imagine. So yeah, there's a passing over of this information, like generation on generation. You know, no one's let slip. No one's brought back, like, centre of the earth rocks. No one's gotten drunk at any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And be like, right. I yeah. can't tell you this. I can't tell anyone. Yeah. Like, no, no one's like Facebook feed is updated with just you know people at the utopian Shangri-La at the center of the earth. I guess yeah. there's no signal down there. Yeah, no one. Yeah, no one's responded from the wrong email. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. Re all. But I don't know why people want to believe it either. It's generally one of those things. Like some things, I can understand why people want to believe in it. Like. Why you'd want to believe in ghosts, or even why you'd want to believe in UFOs or some sort of intelligent life outside of our known universe. I can get why you'd want to believe in that, but I can't understand why you'd want to believe everyone around you was trying to hide something from you. And again, what's to be gained from knowing that? Yeah, the the government tells lies. We know that already. That's not a secret. It's not a secret that there are people in charge who are corrupt or negligent or just stupid. But also responsible for the largest cover-up <laughs> organised. Part of it is is the, the idea that it's an explanation. I would assume that part of the appeal is that it's like a big rug that you can sweep a bunch of concerning mm. stuff under climate change or it's weird stuff going on in the centre of the earth. Or I guess we could move there. Like, if yeah, yeah absolutely you know oh, it's an untainted world where you can kind of start again these ancient peoples that people really look up to vikings or whatever don't worry they're still alive they're just in the center of the earth maybe people still want the idea of uh, exploration and this newfound land mm. that, that's always been there but just out of reach or maybe it's at the center of the earth i think a lot of these people are right to believe that there are anxieties and problems in the world the reason or certainly not the answer to those problems is not just by digging a big hole what i was reading about recently i don't know if there even are any like recent attempts to rally people to dig a big hole previous attempts to prove this are like well let's let's go let's just go then Um, (laughs) but i don't know if there is anyone at the moment i'm gonna have to try and find out i need to try and find these circles of people but i don't know if there is any widespread attempt to dig a big hole or try to get some holes to find out for real it depends on where you think the entrance to the hollow earth is i guess i guess Thank you for joining me in another episode of Weird Horizon. 
You can find me on Twitter under Weird Horizon and wherever you get your podcasts. Next week we'll have another episode featuring Lewis and after that we'll be diving deep into historical hollow earth theory. Thank you for joining me as always. Much love. Goodbye.